hope that the audience is present with us. Maybe find something they relate to or something that leaves them to inquire about. But also just like appreciating the physicality of the dancers. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm giving them some tough stuff. (laughs) So... a meditative conversation about the artistic process. My name is Brie, like the cheese. Checking in with you, dear listener, thank you for clicking on the show and for taking an interest in this podcast. My aim is to provide emerging and established artists with a platform to speak about their projects and their creative processes. If you might fall under one or both of those categories, let's collaborate. I mean, what even is emerging and established anyways? I've been having this conversation with some artists in my community recently, and it got me thinking about how I'm constantly emerging, always in process, never really deciding on one way to create. And I think it's a wonderful thought that we are always in process. Speaking of, my guests today are currently in process for their upcoming Toronto Fringe Festival piece. I've got an exciting roundtable for you. Here is an hour with the cast and creator of Unfurl, premiering July 5th at the Alumni Theatre. After you listen to the episode, go get your tickets at the link in the description. All right, let's find out what lies beneath. Thank you all for being here. I'm so grateful to have a full cast and a creator in the room. Maybe we can start off by just going around and saying, like, who you are and your role in the show for audio and visual to be aligned, and a piece of art that's, like, been inspiring you, giving you some life in this, like, pretty dreary world right now. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to pass it over to my left. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm Allie. Allie Carey. That's my full name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a dancer in this project and in life, and um, a piece of art that I just saw was the Spider-Man movie, the new <gasps> Spider-Man movie across those. Yes, I think yeah, right. yeah, was so so beautiful. They had like just like millions of animators on it. Like every single like minute of it was like a different style of animation, cool. and it was just like really visually beautiful and like stimulating. So that's yeah. that's mine. I remember seeing the first one, and I was like, this is a game changer. Yeah. And it's also like, Spider-Man has like been done before. Yeah. But it's like a different way that they've created the world. Yeah. So it's cool that those sequels, it was like... Yeah, it was really good. Sweet. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. Thanks, Ali. Yeah. Um, Ali's also been helping with marketing. Oh, yeah. So, props for that. (laughs) Yes. Um, my name is Marina Robinson. I am the choreographer and producer Woo! of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the soul. The soul. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and a piece of art that's inspired me lately. I recently watched a show on Netflix called Live to Lead, and it was really good. It was essentially Prince Harry is running it, um, inspired by Martin Luther King. And it was different interviews with, like, modern-day leaders, like Greta Thunberg and yes. um, a lot of different people. And I feel like it gave me some inspiration to help out and also just, like, some hope that there's good people in the world that are doing good that. things. Some hope. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I need that, too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Hi. My name is Neil. Just like model, full name. Yes. <laughs> I'm a dancer in this work. Um, piece of art. I think I don't have like a specific one, but I'm into digital drawing mm-hmm. right now. I'm debating if I want to get a new like a drawing pad. Mm-hmm. I also have tattoo, and I'm trying to do it do more. Oh so uh, I want tattoo. Yeah, that's good. Cool. 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 
Um, my name is Reese. I am a dancer in this piece. And something that has been inspiring me lately uh, with our friends, my friends, we've been watching like old dance videos of like when we were small babies doing dance. And it's just been very like funny, embarrassing, like profound to watch, just sort of like growth in a way that you don't sort of connect back to in a way. But yeah, it's been really like funny and just like the lightheartedness of it all. It's been yeah. nice. The inner yeah. child like, yes. healing and like nurturing. Yeah, I feel like I like ignore it and like yeah. shun it for like ten years and then <laughs> I watch it and I'm like, okay, that's kinda cute. And then I'm like, I'll see you in ten years. So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yay, thank you. My name is Simon Maziotti. Um, I'm a dancer and unfurl. Um, something that's been inspiring me recently has been, I feel like, not a specific, like, piece or work, but I've been surrounding myself with a lot of, like, people that are really excited to be, like, making things and dancing a lot recently, and that's been really inspiring. Like, I feel like all the people I'm, I'm, like, connected to right now are really inspiring and really happy to be making things, like, often, and I find that really inspiring. I feel like in this moment right now, I'm like filled with some inspiration from each of you. And I think there's something about like gathering together and like doing it as a team. Yeah. That is so process driving. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Are you working on um, other things outside of Unfurl? Um, mostly could... just like training. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cool. Planning summer things, teaching in the summer, mm. you know. The hustle. Yeah. The hustle. <laughs> we were talking yeah. very unhealthy. I'm glad you're finding some like balance. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yay! I'm brave. I'm acting as dramaturge for and for all, and I just want to take a moment to like thank you all for allowing me to be a dramaturge for the first time professionally. Um, it's really exciting to like work with a piece from scratch and like see the evolution of it. Um, I'm wondering, Marina, if you could speak about, like, why you started this concept or, like, what what felt, like, urgent about doing it at Fringe and, and um, kind of just, like, the beginnings, the roots of mm-hmm. Unfurl. Where did that start for you? From what I can remember, I think one of my first images was with the UV lights. Cool. Um, yeah, that just felt like something I wanted to play with and explore. So I think that was one of the roots. Yeah. Um, was it like the image that came yeah, out? Of yeah. Like black and white, or sorry, yeah. black and white, but blackout yeah. lighting? I find that's often how I get inspired for making things is like seeing images. Yeah. Um, so that was one of them. Why did I do French? I think you pushed me a little <laughs> I bit. I made you. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. yeah, I kind of... I, I was looking into it, influenced but... you to yeah. do that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Cool. Well, what, did you, what did you push? Um, I was just like, you should you should just put your name in or, like, put yeah, yourself in yes. water, you see what happens, yeah. like, and, like, do a show. Right. Because, you know... I'm curious what I even wrote at that point as mm-hmm. my starting... That would be interesting to look back at. Right. As my mm-hmm. starting, like idea probably something somewhere I think it was just online it's like a lottery yeah it's a lottery but like do you have to like write a description in I don't know you did it oh my gosh (laughs) or is it just a name and like discipline or something uh I that's a really good question (laughs) (laughs) I think there might have I don't remember I wonder if it's because it's a lottery like they don't Funny enough, they don't really care what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Which is kind of nice because I feel like sometimes it's really daunting to do like an application process mm-hmm. and have yeah. a fully fleshed yeah. out like uh, vision. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice to just throw your name in a hat and yeah. then kind of in a way be like forced well, into just creating something. Yeah, like, you're not, which is like. Yeah. I feel like connects back to like 
some ways that I like to create dance instead of going in with like this fully developed sort of yeah. vision. Totally. So you get like freedom to change too. You're not yeah. like completely yeah. stuck with that idea mm-hmm. you originally mm-hmm. came in with, you know? So that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think to another, you. sorry, another um, thing that kind of inspired me honestly was like meeting these people and being like, I want to work with them. Mm. Um, Aww, like seeing them so dance. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think more yeah so in a way like working with them and their own individual styles and ways of dancing I think was part of the initial route rather than the idea and some of the ideas came after that per oh. se so from there I kind of expanded into my own experiences and the world and all these things that I took inspiration from but I think some of the roots were these people in the room. Even maybe before you started, like, when mm-hmm. you were in conversation with them all, like, in that moment, did it, like, add different layers to your choreographic process to know what you wanted to do? I think it inspired the sections or the maybe style of... The structure. The structure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like, I know I wanted a duet from Simon and Reese, and, like watching Mio's like fierce like physicality I knew I wanted something that works in the world of like hostility and some of the themes we're working with there Mm -hmm. um and then Ali's (laughs) and then Ali's like like, Ali's so anxious (laughs) no (laughs) so little about it no We can monetize yeah. on that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, I can see like the different movement vocabularies that you yeah. sort of adapted yeah. to each of us, which I think fit our yeah. ways we like to move. Yeah. Like we weren't super, me personally was not like ripped out of like what I like to do yeah. in our duet mm-hmm. section specifically as well. So Yeah, and I feel like the other solos too feel mm-hmm. very much like them too yeah. like, like yeah. in a movement that's way that's nice yeah, yeah like it, it does seems feel like a familiar movement vocabulary but like I don't think like we fresh. could have done each other's parts like I feel like it should be exactly who's doing them you know cool. yeah, that's what I feel like from the outside it does feel like there's a good care and sensitivity of like you've thought about like the way we move and like mm-hmm. that is like mm-hmm. ingrained into like each of those like individual parts mm-hmm. okay cool like, Good. I'm glad to hear that. Me too. It's, it's cool yeah. though, because also like we did. I mean, I don't know how you made it, but like most of the movement that I do in my solo is like from you. Like you generated that. Yeah. Right. And then still, it feels this way, which is like super cool. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Yeah, that's the the thing about this process that has been interesting is like, I feel like so often lately I've been a part of so many things that are task based and like really yeah. like the choreo was coming from the dancers and being generated from the dancers and then manipulated by the choreographer, which is, like, I think a really efficient way to make choreo, and I think it's an interesting way to make choreo, but it's nice to be, like, come into a room and it's, like, you've made this whole solo, you have just choreographed it, and yeah. I'm learning it. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, I feel like it's rare to be in like, a process like that right now, so it's been, it's been nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I recognize that there's those different ways to do that so it's nice to hear that you still feel like there's parts of you in it because at the same time I don't want to just throw myself at you and then be like do it and I also wanted to bring part of that in which is why in the final section Mm -hmm. I wanted to like make sure you all have your own creation involved so Mm -hmm. I hope that there is enough of that element to it as well where you feel like fulfilled in that way Mm -hmm. From what I observed, too, like, there's a sense that even if you had something planned or, like, you knew what the structure was going to be before rehearsal starts, I've watched you, like, shift and adapt to what they all need. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, a really interesting and fascinating way to create Mm -hmm. because, kind of like what Reese was saying earlier, like, you don't have a set description and then expect that, like, by the end of the three-hour rehearsal that it'll be perfectly that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then you're, like, stuck in a box almost. Like, is that kind of what you meant? Yeah, and I also feel like I've, in our duet rehearsals, me and Simon, and in group rehearsals, you have 
like given us the the sculpture and you've let us also put in our feedback and shape it in ways or you've let us sort of talk amongst ourselves to Mm -hmm. figure things out as well not having like a specific set of like rules that we need to abide to Mm -hmm. um so it's been nice to have um the comfort knowing that you will guide us where to go and you know what the plan is for us to be doing, mm-hmm. but you also are allowing us to sort of fill in the gaps with our own creation as well. Cool. It's such a wonderful way to work. Mm-hmm. Cause it just becomes so much more of a collaboration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. And I think as an audience member, cause I'm kind of acting in that way when I come into rehearsals, like I'm, I'm drawn into the fact that, like, there's a collective energy involved. It's, like, being shown. It's, it's being, like, absorbed into the process. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so excited for, like, audiences to see, like, where it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, you'll have it finished. But by the day that we're recording, it's still in process. Yeah. Um, speaking of the UV light section, uh, as, that, as that section starts to become more solidified and, like, of course, you won't know what it actually looks like until you're at tech. Mm-hmm. But um, why specifically did you choose to have the the lighting shift that section versus everything else, which is, a, I think, a lot more like open lighting and we see mm-hmm. everything visually? So part of my inspiration for that was the kind of stripping away of some of the individuality that each character starts with and by wearing all white clothes and when the UV lights on that's what's glowing and the whites of your eyes are glowing and the whites of your teeth are glowing um, in that way there's those aspects that you all share Mm. um, that all the dancers share characters per se Um, so I kind of wanted to highlight that I didn't know that at all. That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of one of the intentions, um, that it's showing a uniform... A universal theme. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that's kind of the transition, part of the transition um, into the final piece. So it's all this, like, amalgamation of stripping away and the question of, like, what's beneath it. So right. finding more commonalities and things that um, we share. If that's what we end up with or, like, are starting to get to that in the piece, mm-hmm. you mentioned at the beginning there's, like, a, a very much more, like, individualized or, um, and in the case for you, too, a duet. Um, maybe we could just, like, talk about each of you in those beginning sections, like, what your character goes through, what you've been feeling in terms of crafting that section before you end up getting to the end, maybe? Cool. Should we start with Alika's? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Should we start off with these? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess my character is just, you know, a, gir- a girl in the world of Toronto. Just a girly. Yeah. And um, I don't know, should I, like, explain, like, the audio in the beginning or, like... Why not? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so... We can cut it out if you don't like Okay. Um, it's, it starts with, like, some audio of like news clips and like about the TTC and about kind of just the violence that's been happening on the TTC and a lot of like little sound bites about that so that kind of sets the the tone for my solo which is just a lot of anxiety and a lot of panic about you know that being in that environment and safety and violence and all that stuff so that's kind of like what my character is dealing with just like the 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 anxiety of that and then um yeah so I kind of go through a little bit of a spiral in my solo and then I kind of cool down and then have like more of like a contemplative section of my solo where I'm kind of just feeling what is underneath that anxiety which is like which Marina has talked about being or she's wanting it to be like um grief which is what is underneath that anxiety and that solo. And then I kind of explore that as a section. Yeah, I guess that particular 
movement from anxiety to grief is based on like a personal experience. Um, I had a friend who passed at a young age when we were like 15 from violence. And so that's one of the, it was like a random violent attack basically. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of the inspirations for like all this, this primary emotion that's so intense, this anxiety, this fear. Um, and even recognizing that in myself when this was very heightened in like December and a few months back, um, kind of remembering that some of that's under there, I think right. some of that grief. Um, but then also moments of like nostalgia, mm-hmm. um, kind of looking back. Yeah. Nostalgia, maybe some sadness in there, kind of right. peeling back those layers. Um, it kind of, for me at least, like sets up a tone that there's um, many different ways that grief and violence and like societal corruption can can affect us all. Mm-hmm. Some people like turn to a spiral and like literally have to like go down to come back up. Mm-hmm. And I think you presented like both scenarios, or at least a mixture of scenarios where there is that anxiety, but then it also is met with some melancholy and some perhaps, like, longing for what once was. Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yeah, totally. I mean, what do I begin at peace? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's, it's an intense start, but yeah. Yeah. I think Ali does a great job at capturing that feeling. 100%. Um, mm-hmm. As an audience member, I think it's really gonna be cool to be in that and notice like what comes up for you as well absolutely yeah thank you yeah and then a new character is unlocked <laughs> we should we should name the characters yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do like an alter ego yeah yeah your dragon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it um so my character is angry <laughs> but yeah like just as Ali was saying also it's like what's underneath the anger I mm. think is what we were working on in my section um, yeah I don't know what else to say mm-hmm. it's uh, I think I mean I personally live in a very artsy world so it's not I don't encounter that as much, but my partner, he is also in arts as well, but he also works for a corporate, like CRBC. <laughs> mm. So from what I hear from him, right, it's like that character, my character, is in CRBC. Like, it's right, so right. real from yeah, like yeah. a corporate world. So I think that's also another thing. Like I'm quote-unquote applying a business person I think Mm -hmm. and then very hostile and angry but maybe it comes from something very gentle something very sensitive something Mm -hmm. maybe grief as well like Mm -hmm. something something very fragile Mm -hmm. I feel which I get there I think that's the only thing that for me it's a bit different from the other sections that I start with anger and then within the solo I get to Notice. I get to a point where I notice, like, oh, what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's this one. I was kind of inspired by looking outwards into like politics, yeah. and again, even in Toronto too, um, mm-hmm. the seeing the business people and their the egos and like the very tunnel vision. Um, but asking the question, like, what's under that? Um, like you said, a tenderness, a sensitivity, maybe a, like a, a loneliness or a sadness there. Um, and in your solo, it's like almost like uh, you take off the suit, quite literally. Um, and that's like a stripping away of that hostility into what's under. Mm-hmm. So. We love stripping in the show. <laughs> what last yeah, knee? It's modest. It's modest. What last knee? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a wonderful uh, 
introduction to two very different characters, I would say. Mm-hmm. A kind of, like, contrasting um, feelings as an audience member that I get. And I think the movement languages are also very, almost um, contrasting, but there's also elements, I think, that you both play with, which is, like, the floor work and, the, like, the, the gripping physicality, which oh. is some of the words we used in the description. Like, it's... Um, since like anxiety and anger kind of have similar in my opinion like stresses like that show up in the body like you both tap into like some really like tense movement and then it softens which I think is really interesting that even though you're dealing with different feelings the like physical languages are quite similar in that sense yeah I'll mention to um our sound designer Luke Luke Grunt does such an amazing job at like capturing those emotions shout out to Luke yeah Luke's been so amazing throughout this whole process um as he's like on tour (laughs) (laughs) casually um and to even make like 45 minutes of music is Mm. like from scratch too is really impressive so absolutely yeah shout out to Luke shout out to Luke for sure yeah I love the music that I dance with yeah yeah. it's so good yeah totally there's a a wonderful like beat in in your uh, sorry Neo's uh, section and then I think uh, later on in the piece Allie kind of picks it up but maybe that's different since I've been here. But since I last was in rehearsal. But I think yeah, like the like dropping of the beat that Luke has played with throughout the entire forty-five minutes is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet these two characters separately, mm-hmm. and then we get to see two people and the relationship between two people. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering maybe if you could describe like where your partnership is at before you head into the the duet. Like what where's what's your like prior moment before you? head on stage I think what's interesting about our duet is that I feel like we like I think between both solos and the duet I feel like we all are just showing like different shades or like sides of the same like emotions or like experiences like I just feel like we're all exploring like similar things in different like avenues or different like ways Mm. Um, ours is very much about the same kind of hostility, anxiety, that kind of thing, but, like, within... It's not so outward. I feel like it's much more, like, intimate, and it's, like, within your interpersonal relationships. Right. Um, I feel like ours kind of starts in a more neutral place, I would say. Um, But I feel like it's what's underneath all of that that's, like, kind of bubbling the whole Mm -hmm. time is, like, as we come on, there's, like, not much right off the top that we're like starting from but there's like a lot of things underneath I feel like that we can pick up from the characters that we meet before cool yeah yeah. like I feel like we're kind of picking up where they left off with that same kind of underlying thing that's really cool and then we can take it in our own direction but I don't know how much you want to reveal about the like structure of our I think we should talk about it you want to talk about it yeah okay because what's interesting is that so our duet has three separate phrases and throughout the duet we change the order of them so So we change like every time we do it it becomes a different structure or like different it becomes a different duet um and that is interesting because it's it'll change like the way I think the audience feels about it (laughs) yeah I also feel that um, in that changing like our duet deals with a lot of ideas about like miscommunication Mm -hmm hostility between us but also care between us and so with this sort of decision making in the moment it kind of like disregards how you're feeling in a way as a performer because you give the option into the other dancer to decide where we're gonna go and so at times I felt like oh like I hope we do this part next and it's kind of like the rugs pulled out from underneath you um, which keeps you really into the the performance but I feel like our communication in the piece and then also us just as humans communicating um, it is like a testament to like sensing and mm-hmm. um, like oneness in a way mm-hmm. 
but being okay with the the detachment from that as well. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a piece where I feel like I have so much control, but I also feel like I have no control at all. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. I can control... Cool. I, I Well, only some of it I get to control, and then we take mm-hmm. turns, but it's interesting to be able to, like... I make the first decision between, like, in our structure, but... I've never it's I've never had that like agency in like a work before where I get to kind of determine the outcome of the duet or like whatever we're doing. But then I also have to like relinquish that and be like, all right, now it's your turn and I just have to like follow your lead. So it's like mm-hmm. that's interesting. I've never really experienced that before. It does make you really it forces a certain kind of like attention. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I feel like if we were doing something that was structured completely there are parts of you that get just it becomes muscle memory and you kind of just yeah. are allowed to I mean it's not always good but it does happen you're allowed to kind of go offline in your brain mm-hmm. but this is different and you have to be really engaged or else you're screwed like you kind of have to be you have to be very aware of what's going on in order to know what's coming next and so I, that's interesting yeah also feel like thematically throughout each of the sections like both of the solos and the duet there is this like this like loss of innocence or like awareness of as your awareness is growing you sort of lose that innocence and it's also trying to get back to those like sort of not ignorance but like willfulness to just sort of accept where you are Mm. in a way without attaching like the anxiety or what's underneath it is grief Mm. and sort of loss of innocence or like being fragile and sort of breaking down those primary emotions and in ours I feel like we have primary emotions towards each other and then like what is underneath that is sort of our loss of innocence that our characters may have had with each other may have had with themselves and breaking down those communications towards each other I feel like also like ego is a big thing Mm -hmm. in the piece but also in our duet like I feel like Mm -hmm. our duet is pretty ego driven Mm -hmm. I got so much ego as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that's... But when we talk about this, like, serving away, I feel like that's what I usually think about. Yeah. Yeah. Because as we progress, ego. it's like... What's that? Serving away the ego. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, totally. I feel like as we progress through the piece, it becomes less, like, egocentric. Mm-hmm. And we kind of don't really... Maybe we're still our, our characters, but I feel like we're less noticeable, I guess, as these characters. We're, like, more, like, just humans. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You talked about it, but I'll... I guess I'll say kind of the words that were some of the inspiration for your piece was the idea of like making assumptions Mm -hmm. and ideas about what the other person is going to do is going Mm -hmm. to say um which I think happens in relationships all the time we enter a room and we come in with the idea of this person based on the past rather than how they are in this moment Um, so I wanted to play with that Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you have to be present Mm -hmm. if you make assumptions about where you think the other person's going to go you may throw off a lift or or whatever right Mm -hmm. Um, and I think as well that's something I wanted the audience to experience Mm -hmm. um, is not having those assumptions about duet Um, and then the other thing is just something that's under that which is more of I guess a positive is um the trust that's there between you two mm-hmm. um and like the care that you have for each other which I think is you just bring to the table as people um I didn't have to curate that at all and I think that's like as much as there's that like struggle and miscommunication there's like this gentleness and care which is so beautiful to watch yes so it adds a little like nice spin on all the like intense emotions we've been feeling to see those moments of like care for each other too I think also what's interesting when you're talking about assumptions too like is I don't know is one of the like cues for like how you make the decision is like you like hold out your hand and then like mm-hmm. it's like how can you explain that because I don't really know what exactly yeah like I offer my hand and based on like Reese's 
reaction to it yeah will change like the trajectory of what the piece goes into basically. Wow. what's next section yeah, yeah which I think is like, so cool yeah because it's like rooted yeah. in like actual like body language and you can probably feel the like risk in that also and like you guys feel the risk in it because mm-hmm. it is an actual choice in the moment yeah. like it's not just like choreo, choreo. like yeah. you have to make a choice like physically mm-hmm. with your body language mm-hmm. in that moment like and I think that makes it exciting to watch as well for an audience not that they specifically know that going in but I think it does create like a sense of like excitement of like you're you can tell that you guys are trying to engage with each other and like figure something out through eye contact or figure something mm-hmm. out through each other's like you're really there listening and seeing yeah. each other and I think that's that's what's cool about it for they, me they can also come to, what how many three options mm-hmm. three options <laughs> they can come back three times yeah, yeah. yeah. see different things yeah I think yeah. that's really exciting too totally you can come back and see a different version yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. she gave you tickets yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I feel like the piece like has like a very like upward arc like there's a, a wonderful sense of like um yes there's hostility yes there's rage yes there's so much uh outward violence and outward um uh feelings of like instability and then what i think we've talked about marina is like the collective awareness and the idea that as a group of people dealing with the same outward shit that group of people can then come together at the end and have like less ego involved and more um community and um a sense that like there's there's hope that there's like a a way to get through it together maybe does that really seem right yeah no that's totally it um some of the i guess words or feelings for the end um there's like a freedom to it I think mm. and I think that comes from stripping the ego a little bit um freedom and there's like a joy there there's a connection and there's like this understanding between the people on stage and I kind of like how you mentioned that you don't really feel as much like the characters anymore because mm-hmm. that's kind of that was kind of my intention with a yeah mm-hmm. it's like you're so strongly this character and then you're kind of more yourselves mm-hmm. and like I think also something that you should mention or we should talk about is like that the process of like what we're going through mm-hmm. is kind of like a meditative yeah. thing and that's like where the inspiration comes from that right yeah like that totally. like that day when you took us to the park and like we all sat there and like did that meditation where it was just really focused on like letting go of your thoughts and like letting go of your judgments and your ideas and mm-hmm. whatever that that's like kind of the state in which like we like that's what we pass through to get to the other side of like through that piece is like mm-hmm. losing all of those like inner thoughts that are like aren't helpful or like judgments or like stories about yourself or the world or whatever totally. yeah but that's kind of the yeah machine that we go through not machine yeah, the transformation, I yeah. guess. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it does feel like we pass through, like, a portal or something. Yeah. Or, like, something happens. Uh-huh. Like, and that's kind of what it felt like that. when we did that meditation, too. Or I know if you guys felt like that. Yeah. But it did feel like in when you do that meditation in real life, it's like you're a character of yourself, mm. who you think you are, yeah. who you, like, identify as. And then you do a meditation like that, and then you feel like, oh, like, I'm just a person. Like, I don't need yeah. to, like be like clinging on to all these things all the time if that makes any sense yeah I'm glad you brought that up too like the idea of um like those exercises we did or like how the process itself is also kind of meditative um there's a couple people that you Marina have drawn in in inspiration from or influence from in in terms of like what kind of meditation or like Mm -hmm. the philosophical concepts that are Explored throughout the themes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti, mm-hmm. who talks a lot about like um, inward peace mm-hmm. and like even though there's a lot of bullshit around us, like we have the power to like look inward to to be. I, I think the word used oneness, like to be mm-hmm. within the oneness of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about his practices? Or yeah, I mean, just to expand on that thought, um, 
he also talks about how we have a responsibility as people um, to kind of, I guess, find or remember that place within us. Um, And in that way, if we solve the violence within ourselves, whether that be gossip or uh, negative self-talk, things like forms of violence, you could say, um, we recognize that within ourselves. From that place, we have the responsibility to then be in that, which will expand outward and... There's like an urgency for change he talks about. There's an urgency. It's within the mind, mm. I think. All these, like all this violence and all these outward structures and society and all that, it really comes from the individual per se, mm-hmm. because the society is the individual. Right. So we can influence that, but it has to come from ourselves. Um, so that's one of the things he says. He also which is why I'm glad we like did this medit- the meditation together in the park. Um, one of the things he often says in his talks is like, don't listen to me. He's like, find out for yourself. Because right. if you're just taking ideas and thoughts but not experiencing them or perceiving them on your own, then it's just another idea, mm-hmm. you know? I think for me too, I started like settling more when we did it as a group. Like Yeah. It was one thing to hear it from you about, like, what we were, the, like, meditative place to go to, but it changed when we actually did it. Like, actually experiencing that for yourself really does change the way I perceived, like, that idea in the piece, too. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about your experiences with that, because we didn't really talk about it much, so I don't know if anyone has any more things they want to share. Yeah, or nothing. Yeah, I think um, some things that I was thinking of that I was writing about when we were reflecting were um, like a sense of clarity just in how information was coming at me and not necessarily adapting that or attaching that to how I'm feeling physically in that moment or like attaching it to an emotion or attaching it to a perceived idea of how I think it should go or how I thought it was going to go um, or how I should create something based off of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I felt a sense of clarity and just sort of being like Ali said, like I'm like, oh, we're just literally like human bodies with like consciousness so you can kind of Mm -hmm. guide your own consciousness in that way Mm -hmm. with that perspective I also feel like after right after we did that we went into our own little creation too and that made it like I feel like I'm now realizing this is probably why but I felt like it kind of came easy to like Mm -hmm. create that little phrase and I just feel like it kind of just happened and I wasn't really like judging my choices at all which was nice Mm. like it didn't feel like I was stressed or like trying to be impressive or anything which I guess is kind of just like the goal (laughs) always but like but it's hard to do but it's hard and I feel like coming from yeah but coming from like a meditation does help I think like to jump into creation from that place of just already not associating yourself like as good or bad with like your choices or your ideas was nice. Mm. Any other thoughts about like what you discovered in that? Mia, did you want to say something? I well, I kind of like second that. Like when I heard the question, like what was going on? You know, like yeah. at the time of meditation, I'm, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like nothing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it, I don't know if it's like a universal thing, but I feel like meditation works for me in like a on my subconscious per se so it's like it's not something that I'm thinking about while I'm doing the meditation but like it affects in not direct way but like it affects in like I don't know the word 
for it, but I feel like it's later on, or like mm-hmm. it just comes out of nowhere. Right. You know, I think I feel the same way. Like uh, when we were working on our quote-unquote solos, um, it was probably easier because we did the meditation. I mean, I did have like a little bit of conflict with what mm-hmm. we were trying to make and what we what I wrote, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. But even still then, I just, like, kept going with it. I just didn't really care for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's... Right. Yeah. Cool. That was the task, I guess, to kind of, yeah, remove the judgment. Even if it's there, like, mm-hmm. of course it's going to be there, especially in process. When you're making something from, from a very abstract idea, then you're, like, judging the, the concepts that you even think about yourself. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, as I was meditating... Um, you invited me to be a part of it, which I was really grateful for. I remember, like, judging my own... I think we also talked about this, Ali and I. Yeah. Like, judging my own thoughts about letting go of my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it became this, like, a little bit of a conflict in my own brain about, like, what is meditative... St- what does a meditative state feel like for me? Mm-hmm. And if I don't let go and just allow it to feel... Um, present, then I'm not doing the exercise right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which I think like happens a lot in creative processes as well, where the flow of creativity gets so interrupted by judgment or expectations that it's going to be uh, crafted right then and there in that yeah. moment. Um, thank goodness we have so much more time figured out. Yeah. I'm also very curious about like what happens when you're all together and the these individual solo moments that we've all created, like how those have now been intertwined with each other. Mm-hmm. And again, like just kind of layering on those like concepts of like we're all together and like we're all experiencing this hostility together. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of where you wanted the trajectory of the piece to go? Again, the final section? Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to do the exercise where they then create their own phrase based off of kind of what came up for them or from that state of less ego, per se. And then from there, I wanted to take those individual phrases and intertwine them, um, which happened when they started teaching each other. So yeah, it kind of, I guess, is a metaphor for that collective awareness because it came from that place where everyone was experiencing awareness in the park. Mm. So I guess those phrases or solos are a representation of that. And so they're mixing it with each other. I also kind of invite um, a sense of freedom and joy and yeah, connection, understanding, those kind of things we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a bit more like lighthearted um, compared to the beginning for sure 100% yeah Yeah. I think that's going to be a wonderful snack for the audience to digest (laughs) you know what what do you hope the audience gets from experiencing it with you any any expectations on like what you want to present to them even though we're supposed to be letting go of expectations (laughs) I don't know if it's like an expectation but I do I just wanted to comment on the like trajectory of the piece too like I think it's really special to have a piece that ends on a more like positive note that's something that doesn't happen very often I think Mm. um which isn't really like a good or a bad thing I guess but Mm -hmm. it's like a refreshing thing Mm -hmm. like it's nice in like contrasting with a lot of other contemporary dance that's very serious for sure Mm -hmm. which is okay but it's nice to have something that's like ends on a light note yeah, I would also say that, like, the themes in the piece, like, there's definitely going to be something that everybody can connect to. We've all experienced these, like, uh, themes, these, like, varying um, stages of, like, ego, um, interrelationship, communication, um, and then in the last section, like, a stripping away, and then also just, like, a very face value, like... Um, representation of just 
we're the human beings with the consciousness and we can have joy and freedom and see each other in a way that doesn't um, sort of need any of the other conflict or ego. Like, it's very uh, peaceful, I would say. Um, So, yeah, it's just sort of seeing bits of themselves in every aspect of the piece. Mm. Yeah. It's also interesting, like, how... Well, I'm curious to see how the audience will interpret it, just because it is kind of like a looser narrative, or like not really a narrative. I don't know. Like it's like a, it's like a mix of a narrative, but also yeah, but it aims. And even yeah. with how that structure works, it's almost like it is more literal, more narrative in the beginning, and that kind of like melts away into something more abstract, which is like it's kind of nice, and it's also kind of freeing to like in terms of dance you know mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't like it's nice to come back to a place where, at the end where we're just like dancing and the music is like yeah. a little more groovy and it's a little more like you know it's more rhythm based it's like sometimes it be, dance can become so like this is the narrative this is the thing mm-hmm. this is like the this is the you know the labels of this that that yeah. and then it's nice to kind of like at the end we're kind of just dancing yeah it's kind of nice marina isn't like okay how would the character that you have been playing done this part it's more so like you have a character and then you strip away to yourself and you are just yourself now yeah instead of like being careful about how your character is perceived i guess throughout the days yeah and i'm curious about how that will be as an audience to be Mm -hmm. like if that's like sort of um I don't know like refreshing or like just kind of like letting go of the stress of like whatever narrative they're trying to follow and then all of a sudden it's just kind of like I don't know a one just yeah. Yeah, yeah, that they is, can just yeah. watch and mm-hmm. enjoy I don't know it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what people say mm-hmm. and how they how they interpret it yeah that's what I'm excited about mm-hmm. yeah um a couple of things you mentioned I mean hope that audience is present with us um, maybe find something they relate to or something that leads them to inquire about um, but also just like appreciating the physicality of the dancers um, hell yeah yeah I'm giving them some tough stuff yeah. so I feel like we've talked a lot about like the like yeah the like what's it about I'm yeah like, they're like doing break dance yeah it's like, like hard <laughs> shit yeah it is pretty it's, yeah so props to you all yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I'm, I'm throwing in some elements um, of some break dancing that I've been training a little bit more in um, which is challenging and hard but also really exciting to watch, I think, and hopefully exciting to dance. Um, yeah, so I hope the audience just appreciates that for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to add uh, Well, I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, like going off of what was already said, but I'm very curious also to, not to see, but... If I'm curious if audience members would like associate their specific memories or specific experience by watching this work because it's like very not like it's not like a linear narrative or like it's not like what's up in a time there is this <laughs> yeah, right. no? yeah. so I'm curious what type of uh, memories I guess uh, brings up while they're watching it because mm. I think it's pretty clear about oh this person's like maybe sad <laughs> or like yeah, right. you know like like on the quote unquote surface level it's very clear to mm-hmm. see I think yeah. but yeah I wonder if that's gonna like go deeper into it to be able to like connect with their own emotions or the experience mm-hmm. I'm curious about that there's so many ways to interpret it perhaps mm-hmm. or you know even though there's like specific characters. I think like we all as humans have felt every single emotion that these characters yeah. are giving. So it's like even though one person's on one thing, it's like, well, yeah. we all know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's wonderful that there's uh, inquiries that might come up and like 
I think you're presenting a, 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 a gateway for, for folks to like think about it afterward, mm-hmm. which always is a great experience to come to a show like that. So get your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be online on the Fringe uh, website. Uh, show dates July 5th is opening at 645. July 8th, 2.30, July 9th, 8.15, July 11th, 10.15. Ooh, late night. Yes. 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 Fill it up. 10.15 yeah. oh, yeah. p.m. <laughs> Neil's like, I got the mic. We'll see how the gripping physicality feels at that time. Oh, we'll be using grip. I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then July 12th, 6.30, July 14th, 4.15, Closing show July 16th at noon. Woo-hoo. And there may be a QA afterwards, so stick around yes. for that. Yeah. I would love to just shout out our lighting designer, yes. Zah Hughes. Um, so excited to see how the lighting brings to life the piece. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, and then our stage manager, Sophie Mirias, um, who's also been a great help so far and is going to be behind the scenes. Um, and then just a couple of people that have kind of helped me in the process with creating and kind of exploring. Um, John Sesnick, my bestie. Um, Kylie Thompson's been a great help. And then Pratesh Mehta has also been awesome. So, yeah. Such a wonderful team of people that, that you've brought together. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for letting me be part of that as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been so fun. You've been our um, our therapist, <laughs> our mom, Trying. our visionary. It's been great. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll also just shout out um, my dramaturge mentor, Deidre McDermott. Um, she, uh, along with the research that I did for this piece, she definitely has a voice in it as well. Uh, so thank you to her. Just in case um, folks want to also support the show, um, there's a GoFundMe that uh, you can check out. Please donate because indie theater is so hard to fundraise, but I think this show, as you've all heard, is really quite unique and will offer an experience, not just sitting back and like watching a movie. So go check out the link in the description to Ooh. donate. And anything else that we want to just promote about the show? I mean, come. 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 Come to that show. Come to multiple shows. Yes. Yeah, to every show. See the different duet versions. Yes. See the different, yeah, uh, so many versions. Bring your friends, bring your mom. Bring your mom. Yeah. yeah. Bring your guinea pig. Bring, yeah. Bring everyone. Bring your so. guinea pig to the 1015 show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we'll also be doing a relaxed performance. I'm not sure the exact date, but that will be posted for sure. Um, and we're hoping to have the TBI chair, which um, is a great addition as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yay, access needs. Yay. Thank you, Fringe, for providing great education for that. Yeah. Just to finish off, I would love to hear about where people can find each of you individually. You can find me on Instagram. My name is Simon Maziotti, and it's M A Z Z I O T D I. Um, <laughs> and Facebook and all of those things, YouTube, all the good stuff. Um, you can find me at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my Instagram is Reese Caldwell. Yeah, also on all of the socials, feel free to message me, say hey, I will say hey back. My name is Mia Sakamoto. Facebook, Instagram, that's all I got. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on Instagram, Facebook. I would probably not respond, but. Message <laughs> 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 me on Instagram and I will respond. There it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, my Instagram, this is what I'm mostly on, I guess. Um, it's Marina Elise, two A's. Um, and then the Unfurl Instagram, check that out. Unfurl.2023. Yeah. Surprisingly, Unfurl2023 was taken. Wow. So we had to add a dot in there. Oh, yeah. Which I'm like, who is this? Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram too. It's Allie underscore Carrie. Um, you can send me a message on there. <laughs> Allie takes a mean photos too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like your, your photography. Yeah, if you want to take photos, let me know. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're also making a trailer 
our for the piece, Yay. and that will be out. You can watch it after this. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a link. Yeah. Don't donate to the GoFundMe. Get your tickets. Get multiple. Check out all the other fringe shows as well, because there's so much mm-hmm. going on during that time. Thanks for thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks, thanks for being here. So Thank fun you, Brie. Hear more about like your process. I feel like we've uncovered some yes. interesting yeah. questions yeah. To, to keep us going forward. So, yeah, don't miss the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for listening to the Art for Stations podcast. Please help the podcast community continue to grow by clicking subscribe or follow on your podcast platform and leave a review. As well, follow the podcast on Instagram at Pod. You'll find photos of the guests you just heard, plus highlights and quotes from each episode. Let's keep the Art for Station going. Send in a DM with your thoughts about art and any questions you might have for guests. Special thank you goes out to Jen Marquez and Maxim Bartnowski for their contributions. And thank you, listener. Till next time.